Okay? And if the, if the church does not want to give and does not want to tithe, the church is suffering. Okay? Very simple, very straightforward. Tithe from the increase. Sometimes we are confused what we need to tithe. The Deuteronomy 14, verse 22, You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year. Now for somebody that has a a fixed job, uh, a monthly salary, it's easy to to figure out the tithe. If you earn 20,000 a month, it's 2,000 tithe. Full stop. Okay. For business people, it's a little bit more difficult. Okay. Because you have, let's, let's take farming, for example. You have cattle there. Okay. Now, if you sell cattle and you, from that money that comes, you, you give 10%. Now you have expenses on those cattle. It takes them three years until they are ready to be sold. Over those three years, there are a lot of expenses that goes into this business, into this cattle. Okay? Now if the years are bad and the market is low, your profit margin might be maybe 8%. But you are giving from the full asset 10%, that means you have minus two. You're going backwards. Is that the heart of the Lord? To take from us that we don't have anything to live on? I don't think so. You are taking what you sell, the income. You deduct the expenses and the profit, whatever is left. From there you tithe. So that your business might be sustained. That you will be sustained. Okay? And the church is, resta- is sustained through the tithe. Okay? Does that make sense? Now, if you want to give over beyond what your income is, I'm not going to stop you. Okay? <laughs> it's all right. The Lord will even be able to bless that and increase. Okay? But it says here, from your increase, not from your turnover, whatever increase you have, from that you tithe. All right. I just want to say another thought that comes to mind. We all want promotion, right? Some of us, even in older age, we are studying, that we have higher qualification, that we get a better position, that we get more money. So we somehow have in our mind, what do I need to earn? What do I want to earn? What more do I need to get? We are focusing on how much do I need to get? I switched it around. I set my goals higher by saying, how much more do I want to give? This year, I've given so much. My next giving goal is going to be so much. That's what I'm going to work towards. 
I'm talking a little bit about giving here now, away from tithing, just while the thought is so is there. How much? Let's say your giving goal, let's switch a little bit to higher. Your giving goal, let's say, is 100,000 this year or next year. Okay. Now, how much money do you have to earn to give 100,000? Okay. You probably think. If I have to give 100,000, I need to get in a million, right? It's because we are so thrilled on the 10%. We are so focused on the letter and on the law that we already work out. In order to give that, I need so much. Okay. Now, I'm telling you, in order to give 100,000, you only need 100,000, right? <laughs> Now, Jesus was not talking much about tithing and giving. Okay. Jesus pointed out some things. He was not impressed when the Pharisee was praying, Lord, I'm glad that I'm not like that Pharisee because I'm giving my tithes, I'm giving my offering, I'm doing my prayers, I'm doing my father. Jesus wasn't impressed with that. Okay. Jesus wasn't impressed when the rich people put lots of money into the box, but when there was a poor woman with a few coins, that Jesus pointed out, and he elevated it so much that he even put it in the Bible that we can't talk about it today. She gave her whole livelihood. The small as it was, she gave everything. Now what happened there? This woman understood the relationship with God. She understood trusting in God. So that money was not a value for her security. And Jesus pointed that out. Jesus didn't go and promise her great riches. He didn't say, tomorrow you will have abundant, abundant food. He called his disciples and said, that's what I'm talking about. Do you trust me? Do you have a relationship with me? Where are you at? All right. Now let's go to the benefits. There are benefits. I mean, God is so faithful. He is giving over and above, whether we deserve it or not. Okay. Malachi 3 verse 10 again. And try me now in this. That's the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. I mean, he, he was still talking to babies here, saying, give your tithes. It belongs to me. Just do it. And see what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> And how abundantly I will bless you. Just test me. Just try me on this. Now if you struggle with, with giving. If every time you get a knot in your heart. When you have to give something. Even when it comes to tithing. 
overcome it by giving over and above. Challenge that demon. Overcome that demon by, by just blasting him out, by increasing and giving more. God will not let us down. He's faithful. He looks at our heart. And if we put our trust in him and beat a demon of stinginess, he's going to bless. Test him. You know what stingy people do? When it comes to tithing and giving, the first thing they do is, okay, let me work out these things. <laughs> How much do I really have to give? Okay, I got this much in. Okay, this much got. Maybe I should make a little bit for offering. Oh no, that's not going to work this month because my expense is all in the tithes, yeah. I really want to give the 10%. But, you know, these school fees came up and I don't have the money. Lord, this month, I just deduct another 3%. Is that okay with you? And we start calculating and negotiating. With me, when it comes to giving, and I see a needy person there, I pull out my wallet, check what is there. I don't think, I don't look at what did I actually need some money for. I'm just giving it. When there is a need, I'm, you know, I'm, I do budgeting very well. I mean, I've done the, the church finances for years, not now anymore, but I've done it for years. I've managed that thing. When it comes to my own finances, I'm poor with budgeting because the money goes here and there and there and all of a sudden they say, oh, I have some expenses too to cover. My trust is in my Lord. And when it's time to give something, it's time to give. I mean, we are, we are not the senior pastors anymore. Okay? It affects our income also. A little bit, to a degree. Okay. Now, Anne and I said, we have given so much into the building fund. Let's take a break this year. Because the expenses are there. Prices are increasing. Our income is rather decreasing. Let's pause that a little bit and take care of our expenses. The next thing we felt, this is not right. Regardless of what we have given in the past, we continue putting into that building fund, whether the budget meets or not meets. That's where it goes. And I haven't gone hungry up to this day. Okay. Sometimes, that's just how it works with me. When it's time to give, and there's opportunity, and the Lord prompts, that's what we do. And giving does not depend on your income. It does not depend on how much you earn. You might say, I earn so little. I'm going to give when I earn so much. That's a lie of the devil. You are robbing yourself. Any person is able to give something. And the tithe is the very minimum. 
you know, it's in the law because it's a minimum for grown-up, mature Christians. That shouldn't be even a question. That should be like going just like that first thing. Okay. And that's only the start of giving. I believe, you know, we, we often like to structure, and it helps us to keep us on track. want to give first fruit. We want to give a Thanksgiving offering. We want to give tithes and whatever else there is lined up. And according to that, we go. And there is also a little bit fear involved because we say, if I don't give my first fruit, then the Lord will not bless the rest of my harvest. God never puts, never operates through fear. If fear comes in, that's the devil speaking there. Now, I'm grateful if you give your first fruit. No problem with that, okay? But we need to remember, the point is, giving out of a free heart in relationship with the Lord. And I think that should be way beyond the 10%, really, for mature people. The immature people, you are excused, okay? <laughs> Stick with your 10%. How many of us are mature? Okay. <laughs> All right. You don't have to put up your hand. Great. As I pointed out, this is actually the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. New Testament relationship is restored. Old Testament rules are in place to keep us in track. Okay. That's why Jesus does not talk about tithing. There's one place where he talks about tithing. That's Luke 11.42. And he, this is where he rebukes the Pharisees. And again, we need to understand, Jesus is coming down onto the level of the Pharisees when he rebukes them. Okay. He says, but what do you Pharisees, Luke 11 verse 42, but what do you Pharisees, but you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done, without leaving the others undone. Jesus knew where the Pharisees were at, okay? He knew that they are richer and working according to the law, okay? So he came down on level and said, it's not a problem. Keep on doing those things, because he knew he, they didn't have great revelations. Keep doing those things. It's not wrong. Jesus was not against tithing. Okay? But he said, you are neglecting the greater things. You pass by justice and the love of God. In other words, you are passing by God himself. You are passing by a relationship with God. And you think you can build on these rules. It's not going to work. How many blessings did the Pharisees reap for, for their faithful tithing? Now, if you look at blessing financially, we can say they were blessed. Okay. Why were they blessed? They had lots of money. They were cheating the people with the offerings and they sold doves and cattle and stuff. Okay. They knew how to make lots of money. Unjust is that you bypass justice. 
Okay? And they thought money is a sign of blessing. Many times we think finances is a sign of blessing. If I don't have finances, I'm not blessed. And if I have money, I'm blessed by the Lord. What the lie of the devil has nothing to do with it. Want to say there also, tithing is not a shortcut to prosperity. Okay. Tithing is an outflow from you prospering. Okay. You have to go through the mill of being trained, of working hard, of humbling self and learning from others, going low key starting off with little income and being faithful as if you had big salary. And the Lord will lift you up. He will increase. He will prosper you. Okay? And the more you prosper, the more you are able to give and bless others and be a blessing. Okay? Many people think, I'm giving. Therefore, the blessing must come now. And when it doesn't come, he said, I'm going to turn my back on this Lord. This, this Christian st stuff, it doesn't work. You know? Of course it does. Shortcuts, shortcuts never work. We have to do everything possible that we can to move forward and to prosper. And it takes effort. I want to tell that to the young people. When you are finished studying... You haven't made it. You are starting. And where do you start? You're not going to start there. You're going to start there. And you're going to work your way up. And you're going to be a blessing, and the Lord will bless you. All right, that's just a thought, by the way. All right. One thing we must know God is good. All the time. And I have, to, I have to discover more and more that God is good all the time in every situation. And I don't question that. No matter what the circumstance. Don't ask yourself when things don't go well. Oh, what did I do wrong now? Did I pay my tithes? No, I paid my tithes. Did I help that person? Yeah, I helped that person. You, you try to... To find out where have you fallen through the crack so that God can't be faithful. God is faithful all the time whether you fall through the cracks or not. He is there. He is with you. We have to walk with him. We have to embrace him. He must live in us. No matter how many cracks are there that we can't fall through. Okay. So don't build your prosperity on your ability to tithe. Okay. God loves givers. Why does he love givers? Because he is a giver. And he says there is a giver. There is a man or woman after his own heart. That is becoming like Jesus. That's in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 and 7. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. 
So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give out of necessity. Don't pay your tithes because the law says you must tithe. Give freely. Give freely. When you give freely, 10% is not the limit. Okay. As you purpose in your heart, not grudgingly. You know, if you have a grudge in your heart, as I said earlier on, when you give your tithe, there is something wrong with your relationship with Jesus. That's where it starts. Also, it's process, as I explained already. It's process. It's not a shortcut. It's a, a, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. There is a promise that there is always a reward. There is an outcome. It's sowing. And it's not only a heavenly reward when we go to heaven. It's not only a treasure in heaven. We will get natural rewards. God is going to be so much behind us because he enjoys it. He who spoke so sparingly, he who is stingy, will be treated stingily. It's just a principle. If you have your security money, money is going to be your limitation. Just a quick story of myself. I mean, you heard most of my stories anyway already, but I just want to bring this one again. I was a young man, 17 years old. Okay, At that time, going to the Catholic Church. I did not hear about tithing. I didn't know what tithing is. But I heard about laying up treasures in the heavenly places. Something that lasts eternally. I heard about not putting my trust into money, but putting my trust in the Lord. So here I was, a young man, 17 years old. Just after school, I went into an apprenticeship, as a f into farming. Okay. Now, that was a three-year course, practical and theoretical. So, um, and as apprentice, we only received the pocket money, okay? We did not receive a salary for three years, the first three years after school, okay? Now, there was a missionary. He came from our village, and he was working in South America. And in wintertime, when there was basically no work on the farms, we went into the forest to work there. No, cutting wood. Okay. Now there I had a proper salary as a professional woodcutter. Okay. As a 17 year old. And I did that for three years, from 17 until 19. Every winter for three months we went into the forest and we had good money. That was the money what I got from farming. That was just for the pocket, okay. 
It was good money. And I felt to give that work, that was in the three years, nine months work. Good salary, I felt, every, to put all that money to that missionary in South America. After the third, first winter, the whole three months pay went. Second winter, the whole three months pay went. Third winter, the whole three months pay went. Now this was the real money and I lived on the pocket money. It's because I had a hunger for the Lord. I wanted to do His will. I wanted relationship with the Lord. I was crying out at that time for a relationship with the Lord. Later He drew me into a relationship. But that's where it started. And I knew I'm putting up treasures in heaven, not even knowing that anything will come back. Okay. Just by the way. Sometimes we are so focused on ourselves that we are missing the real picture, that we are losing perspective from heavenly places. Don't take yourself so serious. Okay? Don't be so selfish. Don't be so independent, thinking you can do it all by yourself. Let's walk with Jesus. Let's have him more in our hearts. Okay, another reward. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. We can never lose. We can never lose by giving. Good measure will be put back at some other point. And this is long time. You know, when when I tell my... So my teenage children pick up the shoes. There was no reward assigned to it. It was just expected that he picks up the shoes. Okay. Now why? There's no re- immediate reward. But there is a long-term reward. It's going to pay out at the end. Because having order in the own room, having order in the old, own house, will, re- will translate into order in your schoolwork, it will translate into order in your business that one day you will have. It will bring order in the works that you are doing out there. You will be favored. You will prosper. You will be promoted. If you ne- neglect those things, if you do your work sloppy, there is no promotion. Now, that is long-term thinking, which we don't see now. When we plow into the kingdom of God, God has far more in mind that we can think of now. And we have to trust him in this. And it will come. Do you know that God has put so much potential in you that you are never able to reach your full potential in your lifetime. But it's our responsibility and our faithfulness to unfold more and more that potential God has put into our hearts and in our lives. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to stop here.
Because Jesus is a giver here on earth. He doesn't talk much about that he was giving money into the temple and that he, was, he wasn't preaching much on giving either. Okay? But when the woman came and anointed Jesus with the costly oil, what was the response of the disciples? This could have been sold for a lot of money and given to the poor. Okay? In the last day, at the Last Supper, Jesus was talking about his death. He was talking about the guy that is going to betray him. And he was telling him, go quickly to do what you need to do. And the disciples were reasoning, well, what must he do? Must he go and give money to the poor? Even though he knew Jesus is going to die tomorrow. That was just part of Jesus' ministry to give to the poor all the time. He was giving, giving, giving. It was so ingrained in his disciples that at the most serious point of ministry, they still thought about the poor. Jesus was a giver. And Jesus was not holding money. And he came to pay taxes. He had to send Peter to get money out of the fish because there probably was not money, enough money in the money box. Maybe Jesus took it all before then. <laughs> he was not a hoarder. He was a man who had relationship with the Father in heaven. And that was his trust. That is bottom line. That is foundation relationship with our Father in heaven. And our giving reflects how much are we in Jesus. Okay. One last scripture. Again, God is faithful and God is always good. In church we always say, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. We say it so lightly. And we walk home and we wander. Okay. Now let's read 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. He loves us so much that he will not let us fall through the cracks. Even though our life is full of cracks, he's so faithful. But don't worry. As soon as you go on a guilt trip about something, maybe letting God down in some way, if you go on a guilt trip, rebuke that devil. That's not of God. His love overshadows everything, and he always draws us back to him. Just one last thought. Jesus is not out to condemn us. Okay. Now, who of you would judge one of your children for damnation forever? Let's say you have three, four children. Who of you would you judge to be condemned forever? You would not choose one of your children because you love your children. You would never throw one of your children for eternal separation because
because you love your children. It doesn't matter what the child does. You don't throw your child away because he has a rebellious season or because he's a liar for a season or because he's not doing well in school. Your love overlooks all these things. You will not throw your child away. All the people on earth are created by God and are ultimately his children. It's just that many of them have turned their back on him. It is not his pleasure that because of their flaw they should go to hell. That's not his pleasure. That's not the plan. Okay. He's always working towards a good for everyone, depending on how we respond to him. Okay. So don't go on a guilt trip when you have missed it. Just make some adjustments and learn. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, just, I just want to honor you and want to praise you, Lord, for your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you give us so much guidance and reveal your heart to us, Lord, when it comes to giving, Lord. And so many times, Father, we, we have missed you. We might even have been faithful in giving, but we still have missed you, Lord. Father, we just want to turn our faces to you, Lord Jesus. Father, we want to make you the number one above all things. We want to become like you, Lord Jesus. We want to have said, join us that you have in heaven. Father, when we are giving, that there's a joy in giving. Take over our lives, Lord Jesus. Unlock our hearts, Lord Jesus. And take full residence in our hearts. So we can walk with you and learn with you. Thank you, Father, that you, you have already prospered us just by receiving us. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, as we walk with you, that you bless us abundantly, abundant blessings to rest on each one of us, Lord. Father, no more fear of having missed it. No more fear of thinking we are upsetting you. Father, there is so much. There is abundance of blessings. You are so faithful. I want to thank you for that, Lord. Again, Father, I want to just bless the congregation. I want to bless each person, Lord. I pray that your peace will rest on each one, Lord Jesus. And that more and more we become godly people that love you deeply, Lord Jesus. And that are a blessing to others. That are a blessing to the world. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Have a great Sunday. Okay.